Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. I want winners. I want people that want to win. What up, Rod? I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we didn't get to go right after the game. I had to go watch some uh, seventh and eighth grade basketball is, is where I was. But, man, what a game by the 49ers. Like, there's a... There's a way that we like to cover these games. You know, we go through the ups and the downs and the positives and the negatives. There's not a lot of negative to this game. Philadelphia 10 and 1, best team in the in, in the league record-wise. And we've been talking about a little bit how they seem to uh you know not play very well, but then they have uh Hertz and and company and they're able to come back and win these games they could not do that today against the 49ers so the 49ers kind of killed the mystique there a little bit today yeah I mean if you want to talk about you want to nitpick you can look at that first quarter where I don't know they it was like to me it was like you know greatest fears realized the right side couldn't (laughs) get it done. McKibbitts is over there just getting the work given to him by Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox. But, you know, and then the, you know, the Facebook starts, Kyle is the weak link. You can't <laughs> call plays. The blocking scheme sucks. And as I, there's a quote that I mean, got a lot of traction today because, you know, at that point, it's like, look, here you guys go again always assign and blame to the wrong shit. It had nothing to do with it's all execution. It had nothing to do with the plays that were being called. And sure enough, they got it straightened out. And um boy, they you know five straight touchdown drives. I mean it was it was a clinic. It was yep. really a clinic all the way across offensively and defensively. I mean they really couldn't get anything going. Um, and then once I, I came into the game when they were talking about Armstead being hurt and then just the matchups, offensive and defensive line didn't look good for us. 
but it changes when you score when you score um five touchdowns in a row their game plan changes and they become kind of one-dimensional and um yeah it was it was just a really a masterful performance by the 49ers what is uh pretty interesting to me because when i was looking at this game and i was doing my research i was kind of looking at some of the numbers that were out there the thing that stood out was that uh the eagles middle of the field they have problems covering and i was like oh my gosh like Mm -hmm. kyle's probably salivating and so my initial thought was well now you're going to come out of the gate and they're going to be throw heavy and i think they're i think it's fine to be throw heavy out of the gate but we know, and we've been talking about this for two or two years now, the play action is really what, what their offense is, is predicated on. So when he came out throw heavy, I was like, oh, you know, I, I was a little worried that if you get behind, then you have to be throw heavy and then you almost sort of kind of give up on the run. So when when uh, when we were, when the defense was able to hold to two field goals, I was like, okay, we can still run run the offense. But if they had scored two touchdowns, that would have been a lot <clears throat> different. So I, you know, very thankful that the defense stood like they did in those two first drives. Because I mean, the first quarter, Philadelphia was going down the field at will. It was like you know, I think they had 124 yards in the first quarter alone, or something like that. So uh, thankful to the defense, but. Because of that, the Niners were able to go back to, to CMC. Uh, I think they had six plays and minus six yards on the six plays. But then from that moment on, it was a boat race. And the offense has, has not really, uh, you know, I'm sure if we looked at certain games, you know, the Cowboys and uh Jacksonville, maybe, you know, could say the offense, you know, maybe looked better, but against this quality of a football team, like, man, that was a clinic, like you said. Now, I told you what was going to happen if the Niners went into Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. We're going to start hearing Brock Purdy for MVP stuff. And it's it's already happening. I've seen it. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting to see if the national media latches on, you know, these really popular podcast because a lot of these guys have not really turned the corner on Brock yet. It is more the system than the quarterback. Now you and I are both on the same page about Christian really being the, the MVP of the offense. And if you watch Debo today, he's kind of the, the straw that stirs the drink into, you know, take an old Reggie Jackson line. We're going to hear Brock for MVP stuff. I imagine the odds went, you know, went down uh, for him as far as, uh, you know, I'm sure he was behind five or six quarterbacks. And I think he's leapfrogging a few folks. Are you are you going to be ready for all of this Brock positivity coming from the national media? Um, I really don't pay attention to them either way. That So for me, it's not going to be that big an issue because I, I, I just, I think that that's the way you have to operate because so many times, I mean, it's just to the point with me that you can see it. These debate shows, it's like, 
you can tell that they sat into a, in a production meeting and you're going to take this side and you're going to take that side. So it's not like we're trying to get this is like a like a truth finding exercise with these dudes. So it's all about um, likes and, you know, trying to go viral. And Brock is hot. Brock is hotter. Yeah, I didn't think you could get hotter than Jimmy G. But um, <laughs> guess what? Brock is it. So yeah, you're right. It's it's coming. But um again, we've we've retreaded, we've tread this um this terrain. I just to me, he's not even the offensive MPV of this team. If you want to I think it's Christian, but if and if you want but if you wanted to argue, Trent, I mean I can't really argue against that either. But nah, it, it can't be him. And Debo, like you say, he is the straw that stirs the drink. I can I can get with that. Uh, they, we have a lot of people who play important roles on this team, and Brock is one of them. He absolutely is. But um, he's not. He's not. He's certainly not the MVP of the league. Get out of here. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but let's say. Let's say the Niners run the table and let's say Dallas upsets the Eagles next week and the Niners are the first seed in in the NFC. There's going to be play on Brock. I, I guarantee you there's going to be play on Brock, especially you got the you got the Chiefs losing tonight against to the Packers. It's Jalen Hurts if he loses another game. Oh, I think it's it's good. It's going to be the 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 Brockalypse. We're just going to hear nothing but but Brock stuff. And here's, I don't know, man. Here's the thing, though: if that all of that, unless the Cowboys drinks the loss, I'm telling you, when you talk about quarterbacks and MVPs, it's all about the numbers. And again, what we're not what what we've never done historically. Is been talking about um, average statistics like rating and whatnot. It's completions and touchdowns and yardage. Those counting stats are the ones that carry the day. And don't look now, but that dude is um, Dak right now. I mean, he is really lighting it up and if you want to tell me that that it doesn't matter for Dak until the postseason I agree but um I think he would get again and we don't have to even talk about the cowboy um media machine I think he would get push for MVP before Brockwood I just don't think it's going to happen now I could be wrong because I also said the game was going to go under today. So I, I definitely can be wrong. But, I again, I just I just don't see it. Um, I, I, hope he, I hope he does, though. I mean, I, I say that, um, but I hope he does. If he could pull that off, that would be awesome. It's just I just I just don't think that he profiles as a league MVP. You look at Brock's numbers versus Dak's numbers. They're very similar. Uh, Dak, Dak has a, a few more a uh, few more yards, and he's got three more touchdown passes, but he all, and they have the same amount of picks. Brock's uh, completion percentage is 
higher than Dak. So Dak's balling too, for sure. Uh, all right. I, I just wanted to throw that out there because we're going to hear a lot about it. Oh, yeah. And it's we for talk- sure. You're right. And um, we talked I'm about love this. To, I'm going to love to hear Nick Wright tomorrow. This is going to yeah. be interesting. <laughs> I, 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 can heal, I can hear Bill and Sal talk about the odds, talk about possibly placing some bets on Brock. Um, but, you know, we're, we're a little bit closer to this. And uh, I, I, f- I feel like some of the, the Brock stuff now, you know, 116 quarterback rating, 70% completion percentage. All, like he's, he's balling, he's balling out today. Mm-hmm. He, he, he had a couple of passes that were tipped. He had, you know, one to, to Ayuk that kind of got jumped a little bit, but other than that, you know, there, he, he just made some great, great throws. But the thing about it is uh, Niner fans are very, uh, how, how do you say it? They're overbearing parents in, in a way for Brock because the Eagles fans were coming for his head today about how he, you know, this nerd can't, you know, this nerd's not going to beat <laughs> us. And, you know, this punk, this little pipsqueak's not going to beat us. And, and, you know, they're looking at how big he is. And, you know, he's got the the hair combed over, like, you know, like just a normal dude, you know, no craziness, no swag, as the kids would, would say. But 49er fans are coming to his aid here. And, and I, I really enjoy it because it's almost like, you know, he's our young kid in a sense, you know, this is, this is our guy and you're going after our guy. And, you know, maybe we can say bad stuff about him. Maybe we can talk about, you know, maybe if he had a little bit of a little bit more arm, but man, I just see the, the fan base is just, they, they've, he's become the number one guy. I think with the fan base too, it's like, you can't say a bad word about the guy or the 49er fans are coming for your head. It's true. I mean, I, I think it, it it gets a little bit ridiculous as we've outlined before, and I'm not going to go into it about how overboard our fan, fan base tends to go with quarterbacks and especially their comparisons. It goes straight to the top, and I'm just not having it. So I love Brock, and I love what he's doing. Just don't, again. Yeah. Just don't just don't compare him to the goat. That's all. I'm good. I'm good if you don't do that. Just don't do that. So yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some of the other stuff that happened in this game, and and really, uh, offensively, Shanahan. I, I don't know if he. So so in the first the first two series is, I was thinking. Like oh man, the uh, the the Eagles defense it, it kind of knows what's coming here. Like they're they're they're, they're you know Brock is is looking for his first two uh, reads and they're not there and the and then the pass rush is there and he he's rolling out and he's having to to, to throw it away and I was like okay you know this this could be a problem they they kind of they 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 know what Shanahan has scripted but from that moment on uh, Shanahan was doing stuff that it was almost like they had never seen before. Like there's this play down the left sideline to Christian McCaffrey, where it looks like Brock's throwing the ball out of bounds. And instead Christian McCaffrey 
is catching this ball over his head like he's Willie Mays at the polo grounds. Like just just insane play calls. There was one for Kittle where Kittle blocked and then he leaked out into the flat and they just forgot about him. Like they, they didn't even know he was there. There was a, a couple of short passes to Debo where he just had so much daylight in the middle of the field. And I really think Shanahan, uh, you know, we're, we're going to do our MVPs here in, in a little bit, but Shanahan's offense and his play calling, I, I'm not sure he's ever been better with the 49ers other than today. It was fascinating to see what he was dialing up and what the Eagles were expecting and it just not being there. And it was somewhere completely where they weren't seeing it. It was just fascinating to watch. Yeah, and I, I think it's, that's 100% true. And also, he's never had the array of weapons that he has. I was doing a bit of a comparison between the, the 2019 team and this team. And um, I, I'm, I've not finished, but the, but defensively, you know, you can make a case. I could make a case for either team. I kind of lean 23, but you can make a case. But offensively, there's just no comparison um, between this team and that team. It's just like it's it is just an embarrassment of riches. And I mean, you look at, you know, Debo, 200 yards, um, Christian, what was it was he was damn near 150. And then, you know, and then you got guys like, I mean, yeah, a big catch by Jennings running, catch and run. And it, but, you know, that, that, the, that was his own version of the brotherly shove. He just shook that guy and pushed him into the ground and went <laughs> in the end zone. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, quietly, you know, um, BA is quiet and George is quiet. So it every week it can be any one of these guys can be the guy who is the game wrecker. And I mean, I, you know, you get, we tend to, all of us do tend to become prisoners of the moment, but I can't remember a team since, you know, that those um, greatest, you know, greatest show on turf teams that had so many viable weapons um, literally guys who could, you know, go for 150 yards on a given day if you don't, you know, button them up. I mean, and we've got that. We've, we've got anyone. Would you be shocked if I were to tell you, if I were to tell you that George went for 120? No. I mean, if B.A. went for, no, 120. No, you, it, it any of those can go off on any game, and it's really – just game game planning and script dependent. I was having a, a discussion with a gentleman this other two weeks ago, and he's like, "BA needs to be featured more." I mean, well, hell, he's getting twenty four percent of the target share. I mean, how much more featured can you get? And then, like I said, it is clearly with Kyle. It is game. Is script dependent and game plan dependent. Again, any one of these guys could be the feature guy any week. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So 
just to talk about the numbers that you that you mentioned as far as spreading it out, Christian goes 17 for 93 on the ground, 5.5 and a touch. Debo was three for 22, uh, 7.3 per carry. Elijah Mitchell had a couple of spots where he, you know, the, those fresh legs. He looks like he looks like he's uh, doing fairly well. He doesn't look as slow like like we thought mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Uh, and then on the receiving end, spreading 19 receptions around five guys. No one had more than five catches, and that was B.A. Uh, f- as far as the yards per catch. Debo, 29 average yard per catch. Uh, Kittle's at 17. Jennings, 14-7. Christian, 13-3. The Niners, uh, average yard per catch, 16.5 today for the passing uh and four of those four touchdowns and i mean you know brock purdy was started the game i think he started the game over four from that moment on he was uh 19 of 27 so just fantastic all the way around Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know, I mentioned that maybe there's not really anything negative to say. I do have one thing. Okay. And I'm going to I'm going to pick on a rook. Jai uh, Jair Brown. There were moments in this game where they needed him to make a tackle and he did not make that tackle. Now, I'm not going to really give him crap for not being able to ch- tackle AJ Brown cuz who can really tackle AJ Brown? Like almost nobody. Yeah. But there were other moments, especially when the game was tight early on, where uh, I think there was that screen to, was it Devonta Smith, where it's like third mm-hmm. and 19. So that was set up 
for Brown to make that play. And he did not make that play. And they, and they went for, for the 19 yards there to get the first down. So if you want to point a small finger, I, I do think there were moments today. Uh, he took the, he took a bad angle on AJ on, on one of those long passes. He missed that, that tackle, which was just, they, I mean, they just lined it up for him. All he had to do was, mm-hmm. was make the hit and he missed. So that, that was a, you know, a little bit in the back of my mind, but man, when Mooney Ward and Ta- and Ambry and uh, Demo are covering the way that they were, like you saw, you know, Jalen Hurts was dropping back to pass, and he was giving himself some room to cre- to create, and he was just running and running. He he sacked himself like two times because the coverage was just so there, and he was trying to make something out of nothing. Those guys, like. Uh, Mooney Ward is not going to be my player of the game, Mm-mm. but I but think he, could he would be. be. I think he would have been number two for me this week. Like that's how good he played, breaking up passes in the end zone, having to. I mean, having to cover AJ Brown pretty much one on one for for the majority of this game. Like that was that was tough stuff. As we saw in the the first, you know, he lost them on a couple of post uh, post plays, but man, just when you know when they needed it. It's just the coverage was there. So the really that, just for me, it was just Brown. And that was, well, I got another one since you brought it up, but that that's the game inside the game stuff that I was wondering about. We don't normally shadow guys, but there were, you know, Ward was going with Brown, which I found interesting because I, that was one of my keys is I didn't know how much I love the matchups of Thomas and Lenore against Brown. Um, so it was interesting to see that um, there were times when they were sending Ward, they, they were just manning up, which, again, can be tricky because we aren't a great man team at all. We, we do our best work in zone, but he played great today. Um, we need a punt returner. <laughs> if, if Ray Ray is going to be out um, – um, BBD is not it. <laughs> He's not it. You know who not was his back? You know who his backup was today? Who? Juice. Juice, Juice yeah, was his backup. I, I'd rather that. <laughs> than I, I, th- yeah. I think Ju- Juice was his backup, but Juice probably uh, all he could do was just fair catch, no matter what. That's probably what they called on him to do is just fair yeah. catch. And and that is funny that you mentioned that because that was something I noticed in um in training camp. Is like Juice is like everywhere. He's like the backup punter. He's like the the hold the backup holder. He's the punt guy the, taking punts, taking kickoffs. You know, if if there's nothing going on, the fullbacks don't really do nothing. So Juice is out there. Juice be out there. You know, a coach. I can do whatever whatever you need me to do. I'm I'm half surprised he's not like the backup quarterback too. Um, that dude is something else. But yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do with if it's gonna be who's the dude that used to play for the uh, Sneed. I don't know. I don't know who it's gonna be. But um, if Ray Ray is lost to us for any amount of time at all, does Debo catch punts? <laughs> uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you because he was the kickoff returner today, and he did a, did really man, well. Oh man, he is a daring kick returner. He doesn't give a <laughs> damn. I'm going. And, I mean, and I mean, he's Debo, so I mean, that's that's 
that's not a bad idea most of the time. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. I didn't even I just saw that Ray Ray was inactive. I didn't even see what the injury was. Uh yeah, well I don't even I don't I didn't know what it was either. Um and it was kind of uh I don't even know where, like, when did he get hurt? I guess the I didn't injury. hear about it this week. I didn't. I didn't hear anything about it until the inactives were um, announced. So, so he he didn't practice Wednesday and Thursday, and on Friday okay, he was I limited. Didn't even know that? Yeah. So, huh? Okay. Well, you know, somebody's got to step up, and and maybe it is Debo, but yeah. you know, you also don't want to get him hurt on stuff like that. So um, that's true. That's true. Uh, Ronnie Bell did get away with a hell of a hold on on one of Debo's oh, yeah, <laughs> screenplays. <laughs> he he rode the safety. What's the safety's name? Safety was was in a lot of people's faces today. He was pretty upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Ronnie held him <clears throat> and uh, and then drove him to the ground and then dude tried to get up and, and Ronnie did not allow him to get up. So he's like riding them. He's like ride piggyback riding them. So uh, yeah, that, that was uh that, that was quite the, quite the play, but it, you know, the, the re- one thing about the referees and except for one moment, which we'll talk about here in a second, the referees did let them play. They knew that this was going to be a really physical game. They knew that these teams were going to go at each other. There were, there were moments in the season where when Mooney would would be physical like he was today, where he'd get flagged for pass interference, and he did not get flagged today. Uh, there were some holds. Uh, Nick Bosa, uh, who, who's the tackle's name? Uh, Lane uh, Lane Thomas. Lane, John- Lane Johnson. Mm-hmm. Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson. He at one one point he had like a shoulder lock on Nick and like took him down like it was like a jujitsu match. And they're just letting that they're just letting that stuff go. I was like, hey, that that bodes well for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. Until it didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But I, I want to show because I was kind of wondering where my guy was, Robert Ramos, who we haven't I haven't heard from him in a little bit. He hasn't been in the Discord either. He said, there's one play where we motion Kittle and Juice to the left side along with Trent. I almost felt bad for the Eagles' deep pre-step because I knew there was no stop in CMC as he went there, as he went 10-plus there. That play where they would just bring people to the left side, I was just like, okay, they, they want this, and they want it in this place, and they want to show Philadelphia – if we do this, you guys have no chance. This was their version of the uh, brotherly the shove. Mm-hmm. Yes, that this is this was exactly their version of it. Which you stack that left side, and the Eagles. It was almost like okay, like j- you know, just don't go for twenty. Like that. That's what it looked like, and uh, that's when I knew that again that that Kyle was like just a step ahead. You know, and it's just like the, just run this play every time because they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to stop it. And you know, one thing you go back to their last two games, having to come back against Kansas City and then having to come back against Buffalo. Their defense was on the field for ninety two plays last <clears> week, <throat> and so and to me, I was just like, once it was in the second half, I was like, man, just give them a a, a dose of CMC and Debo because these guys are beat tired so much so that uh 
the young uh, rookie stud Carter was like weeping on the sideline. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. He yeah, was so I, frustrated. I didn't, you know, when the line came out, you know, and flipped so quickly because it opened minus two and a half Eagles and then it immediately flipped the other way. And I was trying to dig into why. And then it, it was during that research that I was like, oh, they've played, you know, three games in 13 days. So this is, um, you know, it's a tough stretch for them. And I'm not making any excuses for them because, you know, that's the schedule. And you got to play the schedule that's there. But, yeah, it was – I had the same feeling you did, that, like, once the train started rolling, it just seemed to me like if we just keep leaning on them, um, you know, the dam is going to break. And it did. You know, it just – you know, we broke them. We broke them. So, you know, for what for whatever that's worth. Because, you know, fans and the media, we're going to do the same thing we did at 5-0 and against the Cowboys. And it was interesting to, to hear Kyle mention it back then was that, you know, they started kind of believing their press clippings. You know, like, wow, maybe we are pretty good. And then we know what happened after that. So hopefully – we can, you know, they celebrate tonight or whatever, but then, you know, they don't let the noise from the outside. It's not us because I don't think we have much of an effect, but I do think when the media comes in there and they start being all fawny and gushy that it can, you know, these dudes are human. Mm -hmm. And if you start to believe that, you know, maybe – this is a spec. I don't think that, you know, that's stuff that we can talk about as fans in the media. I don't think it's it's smart for the players to start thinking about how special a season this could be or that kind of stuff. I think they just need to focus on the task and yeah. worry about Seattle. You can't you you I don't really I really don't think they can get real too much too big picture on stuff like that. So hopefully we'll see. Hopefully we handle this bit of success better than we did that bit of success in October. And I don't know, man, the thing that continues to come to mind when we talk about wins like this and what they portend, you know, in January, I don't know why the, the first thing when people started talking that talk online, the first thing that popped into my mind is man, we had the title and the deed, and we still do to the Rams, except for that one time. <laughs> you know, I think literally, literally, I, literally, I think McShay has only beaten us like once. And <laughs> that is the one, <laughs> the only one that, because I would definitely 100% give them the other 11 wins. Yeah, exactly. if we could, If we could have that one. Yeah, I mean, that was Trent playing on one leg until he couldn't. And yeah, yeah, just just all. And then, you know, um, was my man Aaron Donald just going ballistic there at the end. (laughs) We we just couldn't block him, which, you know, he's an all timer. So, yeah, it's um, it's unfortunate. So I, I just say that to say that while this is a great win, I don't, you know, because some I literally saw somebody post this that I'm glad we won this one because we know we can beat the Cowboys 
in the playoffs, and now we know we can beat the Eagles. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, I do not know that we – this does not tell me that, you know, six weeks from now, if that's the matchup, that I, w- I hope the, the Niners are able to expunge this from their memory and not think that, you know, oh, well – this this if we see them in the playoffs that well now this is just a walkover because yeah. it, it it don't work <laughs> it just doesn't work like that um so yeah I, it's a great win but i'm not i'm not buying um super bowl tickets in las vegas yet <clears throat> let's talk about the craziest play of the game here one that left me pretty frustrated which was uh, Dre Greenlaw came in at the end of a play to, uh, I think it was Devonte Smith. Did he? It was it Devonte Smith who he mm-hmm. suplexed? Yeah, gave him a suplex, and I, I thought it was you know I, I guess he the way that he lifted him off the ground when when maybe the momentum was stopped. I didn't know if the whistle had blown or not, but he he gives him a suplex and then he gets a fifteen yarder, and they start trash talking and they were trash talking all game long. So they're near the sidelines and Dom, the security guard or the, <laughs> the head of security, Dom, uh, he, he was on the sideline and uh, Dre was pointing at somebody. And in pointing at somebody, he, uh, I, th- I guess he poked Dom in the face or something, but Dom mm-hmm. had also like grabbed him or, or, or touched him or, or something. And so, Dre, Dre doesn't get the 15-yarder. He gets the full Draymond Green and gets ejected from the game. And Dom, the, the security guy, also had to leave the sideline. Uh, but I, that was wild. I, I geez, Kyle was pissed. He was like, you know, how, how could we have non-players instigate stuff and then the player is the one who gets kicked out. What did you think about that whole scenario? Well, it was 15 yards because it was Dre uh, off the rip. So that was what I thought was that, you know, he's never just kind of like his namesake, um, (laughs) Draymond, he's never getting the benefit of doubt in that circumstance on the suplex. It's just that that that's just that's a wrap there. And then, you know, I I don't know why that dude Dom is there in the middle of the mix like that. But you can't put your hands in his face. I don't know that he intentionally did it, but he did it. And so he's got to go. But um, again, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. If if that. If the inspiration that he gives us, if the cost of that is that we got to take a 15 yarder every now and then and an ejection, I don't, I would not ever want to be, be the one trying to, um, you know, dial or ratchet that back because I believe, you know, it's, I don't know as much about Dre Greenlaw as I do Draymond Green. But I know that the way Draymond Green plays, if you were to try to take that element of his game away, we're not four-time champions, and he's not the—he's not a Hall of Famer. That is—it's an—you know—he does a lot of smart things, and he's a great defender, 
and all of those things that Draymond Green brings, but that edge is part of it. It's all part of the package, and you can't separate that. So I, I believe the same thing to be true of Dre Greenlaw. That um, edge that he plays with probably has a lot to do with why he is who he is. So, you know, you got to kind of take the bitter with the sweet. So, yeah, it's funny because uh, Greg Olson was saying how this could be a a turnaround for the Eagles because it got the crowd back into the game. And I know my dad was kind of bothered with Olson. He almost felt like Olson was kind of rooting saying that, that, you know, this is going to get the Eagles back in the game. And, and for one, for one, the broadcaster's job is literally to keep the people watching the game. <laughs> exactly. Games. So you're trying to kind of make sure that both teams are still, you know, are still competing. But the other thing is, I, I didn't see it, but it sounds like uh, they, maybe they did, they, they did uh, some sort of story on him or something. Cause they were very familiar with who he was. I had no idea who they were talking about early on. I was like, who's the guy that, uh, that, that looks like, um, uh, what 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 is the the big dude's name from um now now I'm forgetting the sitcom Kevin something or other uh he's um, just he's a, yeah I know who you're talking about yeah, yeah it just looks like you just like a big big stocky dude yeah King of Queen there you go mm-hmm. that, that that I was like he kind of looks like that guy but then uh I get you know he he was he was the, the security. I just assumed that they had done a story or they, they had talked about him earlier because they were very familiar with him. Yeah. They're talking about, he gave them a dinner um, recommendation. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they, that know, was, the, it was just a weird circumstance. And I, I, you know, I know a lot of people were, I like Olsen. I think he's good. And I, you know, like you say, number one, that is part of their, job is to make sure that you don't turn um al michaels is the greatest at that you know (laughs) when you know when those those stinkers sunday night games or thursday night games he's like you know trying to come up with reasons for you not to go watch something else but yeah so that's their job but also momentum is a funny thing and they're at home and you know you just never know that something like that could be the touch point to something else. Well, it didn't, it turned out that that wasn't the case, but I don't think it, that's not the craziest theory in the world. And I didn't hear it as him rooting for that to happen, but it, you see it happen all the time, more probably in, in the college game than, than in the pro game, but you see it happen where a play or two can change the complete outlook of a game. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I say, it didn't happen this time, but um, it wouldn't have shocked me if it did, if they had rallied a little bit after that, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as we look for, look toward uh, the next few games here, uh, Niners in Seattle. Now I would imagine Pete, Pete probably wants to have a good showing here. He, he, you know, he doesn't like losing to the Niners, especially the way that the Niners beat them uh, last time. 
so I, I would imagine, you know, if, if Pete has any tricks left in the bag, because uh, Seahawks are a little sputtering. They're, they've lost three in a row. And actually, the Rams have won three in a row to get back to 500. So the Rams are sneaking back into this thing. Uh, but, you know, if, if the Seahawks have any life as far as the playoffs are concerned, uh, next week is, is very important for them. Now, there are one, two, three, four. There are four teams that are not division leaders that are all six and six. So you got the Rams, Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Panthers all at five playing 500 football. So there's going to be lots of finagling for the last couple of playoff spots through those teams. So this is a big game for the Seahawks. Uh, again, like you said, you know, you kind of hope that the 49ers don't, you know, revel in, in their greatness right now. And, and all of a sudden, you know, not look, uh, not look forward to next week and take care of business because for the rest of the season, their schedule is uh, Cardinals and, and Kyler is doing Kyler stuff. They're, they're still a, not a good football team. But uh, but they play hard. They play hard. They, I, I'll give them that. Yes, they do. And, and Kyler, you know, Kyler <clears throat> screws with the Niners. He just he, mm-hmm. he's just kind of that guy. Um, and and then the biggie is uh, the Ravens on Christmas Lamar. night. Yeah, that's so. That, it, you know, that's that. That is, you know. I don't like to take anybody lightly. And like you say, that last game of the season could end up having more significance to, for the Rams than it does for us. So, you know, you never want to take anything for granted. But, you know, in real, realistically, that Ravens game is like the last, like, like real team <laughs> on our schedule. Uh, you know, team that I think legitimately, you know, is a, a team – Seattle is a is a feisty little bunch, but I'm you know you know what the the Rams are gonna say we put thirty six on Cleveland today. That 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 is impressive. I'm that yeah no no lie that that I you know there's no way to to um, sugarcoat or front on that. Um and when when Matt was Matt Stafford and, and Puka and Cup get it going, I mean. They can light it up, and that Williams kid, the running back, you know, all of a sudden the Rams don't look as cooked as they did yeah. at the beginning of the season. And it's funny how all of that works out. You know, teams like the Packers, teams like, you know, I know the Broncos lost today, but teams that, you know, in September we had written off for dead, you know, it just shows you the folly of – doing that i mean roger goodell's dream scenario right everyone's exactly just six, everyone's this eight and eight going into week 17 yeah i mean and that is that that's that's a real thing so you know you know it's the rams like i said last game of the season it you know we're we're we always get their best in hell i think you know we always all of our division opponents are teams that at different points in time we have had, you know, issues with beating. So we, you know, you really can't take any of them for granted. You can't, hell, we can't take, we can't afford to take any of them for granted at all. <laughs> Cause we really, we really need to run the table. We don't need to, I think, 
if we can finish 13 or 14 and three, I guess it is now, um, we'll be in a very, very good position for that number one seed, regardless of what, you know, what, whatever, whatever else happens, you know, and then if we were to pick up one more loss around, you know, at some point, then, you know, that puts us in much more. I feel much more. I feel much better at 14 and three than I do at 13 and four in terms of getting that number one seed. And if you, and if you are looking ahead, Cowboys at home next week against the Eagles, Cowboys are hot, but you know, it's not the the Seattle still put 35 on them on, on Mm -hmm. Thursday. Uh, and then they have the Eagles. I mean, then they have the Seahawks. Then it gets kind of bad, though. Yeah. They still like have eight. to play the Giants twice. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy DeVito. DeVito. <laughs> yeah. And, but, you know, they get Kyler as well on uh, on New Year's Eve. So I think the hope is these next two weeks, if the Eagles are going to lose again, these would be the next two weeks. So – I don't know if I can actually be a Cowboys fan, but I'm kind. I kind of have to, right? You're kind of rooting for the Cowboys to win that game, because uh, a week off is, I think, okay to have to root. You know, if we get that that treat of having a week off and not having to play in the first round, then I think I, my, my soul can be okay with rooting for the Cowboys for one week. But then, you know, the the Seahawks the the following week. Is, is the other opportunity because that game is also in Seattle. So, uh, and then the Eagles, two out of their last three games uh, for the rest of the season is at home. So, it, you know, it, it should be very dramatic. Uh, people will be watching. You know, everyone will be watching Sunday night next week to see what happens. But as far as you and I, you have an event to go to next weekend uh, in the evening on, on uh, Sunday. And I think I'm going to the game, actually. Me and uh, both of my boys are going to be at Levi's. So we may have to figure out uh, a different day to do our show following next week's game. Uh, so we'll, we'll, you and I will we'll have to talk through that to figure mm-hmm. out what, what's the best. Because you're going to go see Black Thought. Yes. Yes. He has a book out, um, The Upcycled Life. I don't know if, if anybody, if you're into that type of thing, it's, it is, I'm like halfway through and it's really good. Um, and so he's doing a signing and like a um, discussion about the book um, next week um, in San Francisco. So I'm definitely going to be in attendance for that. So, yeah, I'm, wow, that's awesome that you got, you're going to get to a game. Um, I really, I, I'm going to try to figure something out. Um I really want to go to one, at least one this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, that'll be, it'll be good. Yeah. We'll figure something out in terms of getting something out for our, our people to chew on. Yeah. We'll, we'll let people know in the discord what, what we figure out, e- even if we have to record it, you know, a day or two later, um, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, yep. I mean, we, yeah, the, I, it just, you know, you don't want, there's a certain time in which we can do this uh, late in the evening, like, like we are tonight, but uh, you yeah. know, later than this, it gets to be too late. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Before we get out, we got to go MVPs and I, th- there's a plethora 
of folks to choose from. And I'm just going to give a, a list off the top of my head. I think you can go Mooney Ward, like I said. Uh, I, I don't think Fred Fred Warner's uh, statistics were necessarily gaudy. He only had four tackles. But if you watch the game, you know that his job was to basically be the spy on Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. And Jalen Hurts had seven carries for 20 yards. So that tells you the the job that Fred did. Uh, CMC had a, you know, he had a normal game, nothing, uh, no no game breaker uh, that he's had in the past. But again, like that, he was the engine, especially late when when they were trying to close. And, uh, And then there's Debo. Uh, there's there's George for big plays. There's Brock. Uh, I am leaning Debo, Mooney, and Brock. Those would be my top three. What about you? Um, I I love Debo. I love Mooney. Um, I would probably in that third spot. It would probably be George, but not because because not only for what he gave us in the pass game, but in the run game, he was such a huge part of as we talked about in the in the pod about you know that overload overloaded left side, and he was a big part of that. He was like you know a, a um, third tackle out there um sealing the edge and you know doing that so i i he would buy in then brock you can't beat you know brock's efficiency again he is just you know we want to ding him for the the slow start but i even that i don't put on him i put that on the pressure that he was getting um but then he didn't was unfazed by it and just came out firing and just taking again that's the thing my man it's 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 not like it's a whole lot of back shoulder tight window type stuff he's just taking what the defense gives him and that that's his job and he's doing a wonderful job at it so he gets he definitely deserves an honorable mention but those would be my three and i i just don't think that there's for me there's no question Debo is my player of the game. You know, you get 200, 200 yards of total offense is, you know, it's kind of hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You add the, you add uh, the, the kick return. Oh, and stuff. the kick return. He, he, he was the, that. yeah, he, he was the uh, all around player, special teams, offense, you know, and, and when you talk a big game, uh, being able to back it up is, is important because uh, there's a lot of guys who, who will talk a big game and then, you know, when it comes to the moment, not play as well. But but he shrink. he did yeah, not shrink. He did not shrink. He 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 walked the talk today. So, uh, all right. Uh, next week we got Seattle. So we'll figure that out. We'll figure out that schedule. Let folks know. And man, I would hope that it does get better than this, but what a, what a game today. I think we, I think all 49er fans should kind of sit back and just appreciate this one. Cause it's going to be hard. It was a but great game. Th- th- you know, this, this was a, 
meeting of the two giants in the NFC and one of the giants just smacked the other one. So nine, you know, Niners came to play today and, and they, they looked impressive. So I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just waiting for all the Niners love too, because it's going to be there. And I have to still have my, my brain, you know, unbiased. I got to think about this, you know, for real, I can't, I can't only just be a fan here. So that's the hard part about, talking about a team that is really good because you just want to be, you, you know, you just want to talk about the praise and talk about the players who are playing so well. And that's why I got to throw in a Jaya year Brown, you know, and if you wanted to throw another one, first two series is Burford was getting his butt kicked Ooh. and then Ooh. he gets a false start. I'm like, you can't, you can't do both. You can't keep getting your butt kicked and then false start. Like <laughs> you just can't. Like, yeah. so, but but they 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 played a lot better as again you know the, the Eagles defense was so worn out as it was so. All right, uh, we will be back at some point next week, and I am you know I'll, I'll have a my this will be my first look at the team in person. Gosh, I think I think it was uh, Bosa's rookie year was the last time I was there in person. So uh, that's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. And I, I love going to the games in person because you just see different stuff that you don't see on the television. So we'll have a lot to talk about the next time we chit chat. Yep. Yep. All right. For Rod, I am a double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.